Studio B is 716-748-0112. Thank you very much for listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station in the world. The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host. This is Nightlight, and I'm Barb DeLong, your host. I invite you to step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we all call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. Tonight, uh, Michael, Reverend, the Reverend Michael Carter is joining us again, and we're going to be looking into uh, one, one of my favorite topics, and certainly being in the metaphysical area, uh, it's one that comes up often and, and is never, in my opinion, fully explained. The spiritual pathway, what it is, what are the building blocks that create it, how do we embrace them and apply them to our realities, and once we've figured out what the tools are, what the heck do we do with, with them, and how do we begin to express them within our reality. Uh, Michael has written two amazing new books. Um, I'm, I'm really impressed by his 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 ability to crank out these books it's amazing the the first one um which which i absolutely enjoyed thoroughly is called god consciousness a 30 day journey to achieve god centered thinking and the second book is the metaphysics of spiritual healing and the power of affirmative prayer 
Michael, welcome back. It's good to be back, Barbara. Thank you for having me again. This is I was looking forward to this today. Me too. Um, you know, the, the, the topics that you cover and, and your, your other book, of course, went into, um, extraterrestrials and, and stuff like that and, and the Bible, of course. But, but one of the things that, that being a practitioner of the spiritual craft, I guess is what I would say, what I do and what you do. I mean, on top of the fact that you're a minister, um, is that we talk so often about the spiritual pathway. We wax poetic about the spiritual pathway. And, <laughs> and we talk up, you know, how it's a golden, wonderful pathway to get to, to great, greater self-awareness and spiritual understanding and God consciousness. But, but, you know, to, to those who are listening, to those who are, you know, who are interested in spirituality, um, I don't think they have the faintest idea what that pathway is. Well, I, I think people do, um, but I, I and I think you you are correct. I think it's both and because most of us, not all, but growing up in a religious home, the church, in its infinite wisdom, had taught us that all the answers were outside of ourselves and that we were separate from our source and our creator. And now we're rediscovering ancient wisdom. I don't believe anything new age. Um, I think it's sometimes a derogatory term. It's ancient wisdom being rediscovered. Mm-hmm. But having said that, um, it's, it's actually just the opposite, that the answers are inside of us because the source where we come from is also inside of us. If we use a scriptural reference, uh, Jesus of Nazareth says that the kingdom of heaven is within. And so it's for me, and I know there may be some people out there who don't like the word spiritual, but then think of it as the cultivation of an inner life, of your sense of uh, morals, your sense of conscience, call it what you will. And it is more of an inward journey. Now, as you said at the top of the show, a lot of times, though, this journey can be difficult um, because it forces us to look at our shadow side. It forces us to look at our growing edges. Uh, But it's well worth the journey because I believe that that's why human beings are put on this earth to evolve, to transform oh, yeah. their consciousness, and which I, and that's just a fancy way of saying transforming your way of thinking. So um, it's 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 a spiritual path. But I I've met people who, you know, have been on this path, but they may not label it that way. But however you label it, um, it's the journey that we're all on, and we're all at different stages of evolution. Oh, absolutely. And I think one of the things that, that I find, I find people, people will come to me and say, I've taken classes up the wazoo. I've read a million <laughs> books. I have the philosophy down pat and I can quote you chapter and verse and I'm still not getting anywhere. And I, and, yeah, and, and yeah. then, then it becomes a matter of, well, now you've got the philosophy. Are you applying it to your life and living it? And I exactly. get blank scare, stares. You yeah. know, it's yeah. kind of like, what do you mean? Am I living it? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, it's when you put it into practice. It's when the person cuts you off, mm-hmm. uh, and the road rage wants to come. Or you want to flip somebody the finger, or what have you. Um, it's when your ego gets in the way. When you, you kind of know if I say what I'm going to say, I'm going to start a little drama. But you say it anyway. I mean, it's when you have to take a different road. But yeah, you're right. And uh, you and I have been talking often these past few weeks, and. Um, you know, again, listening to, I was listening to Marianne Williamson, and uh, she's someone I learned from because I personally find her, uh, her personality can be a little difficult for me. Uh, I used to attend her lectures on A Course in Miracles and, and uh, in New York, but, you know, I had to put that aside and, and see well, what wisdom can I glean. But she was saying just a few weeks ago, I forget the show, that the time for new people, what's new? What's new in the spiritual world? And it's nothing new anymore. It's about how do you, how are you applying this, this wisdom that we have, whether you listen to Eckert or Deepak or you know, Michael Beckwith, or this, there's nothing new coming up now. But the point is, because because it's, it's you know, how many times can we say the same thing? But it's how do you apply it? Are you applying it? Mm-hmm. And that's where the rubber meets the road. Because reading books are wonderful. I mean, I guess my publisher would say, Michael, what are you saying? I mean, I love it that you read books or buy my books or whoever's, but eventually you're going to have to put it into practice. Well, and, and I do believe, I mean, and, and first of all, I, I just, um, I have to say to everybody out there that if you want a fundamental book of understanding what this pathway is, what the spiritual philosophy is, that, um, meta, the metaphysics of spiritual healing and the power of, of affirmative prayer is a wonderful book to, to, pick up it's easy to understand it gives you more of the how-tos than and and michael has mentioned some amazing names and i'll go into manly p hall and science of mind and course and miracles i mean all of them but 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 if you're going into uh you know the 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 science of mind or any of that stuff, it gets very heavy. Michael has put all of this information in very easy to understand language. And I found it uh, a joy to read because it, it it's kind of basically what all of these teachers, what everybody is trying to tell you is that this is just a reminder of what you already know of what's already inside of you. You know, it's not, it's not that you're going to take this information and go on a hunting, you know, on a treasure hunt to find these aspects of consciousness. It's all there. You've got it all. And, and it's a matter of understanding that you are a part of the creator and therefore, you know, it's, it's how you express yourself through these gifts and tools that are inside of you already that, that you begin to manifest the joy that this pathway can open you up to. Do you have to do it? No. You can wait a couple of lifetimes and do it then. But, but, and, and then the second book, God Consciousness, A 30 Day Journey to Achieve God Centered Thinking is fabulous because it, it gives you a, it gives you 30 different ways to approach aspects of your life. And, and Michael, you've touched on in, in, in that, in that particular book, a lot of the universal laws that are constantly out there and and somebody asked me once who wrote the universal laws and and you know i had to just kind of 
give a blank stare back to them because they are universally accepted uh, philosophies as to the energy of the cosmos, I guess would be the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that it's 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 not so much who wrote them uh, because that's very important, but how, but they were experienced in order for them to become laws. Um, and and one of the basic ones is cause and effect, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which is what the Buddhists talk about. I mean, Buddha said in the Dhammapada. That all we are and all that we ever will be is because of our thinking, is because of our minds. Okay, now this man said this living 500 years before Jesus of Nazareth. And so, uh, and of course, Buddha was a Hindu, uh, and he was reforming Hinduism uh, as Jesus was trying to reform Judaism. The point I'm trying to make, though, is is that sometimes it's more difficult to unlearn something than it is to learn something new. And so if you've been told most of your life that all the answers are outside of you, that you are being punished if you're naughty or nice, um, sometimes it's hard to get to the, the metaphysical way or the spiritual path because you have to unlearn the conditioning that mm-hmm. you are separate from your source. Yeah, and, and I think... You're, you've you've opened the door to one of my biggest things. One of the, the at least for for today, it may not be a big thing for me tomorrow, but today it is a big thing. Yes. Um, uh, there we all talk about God, and and I am, I mean, I I know what I mean when I say God, but when I when I say God, it may be different for for at least a dozen or or two dozen people out there. Yes. Um, and, and to me, God is the creator of all. And it's not a man in a, in a white dress and a long beard with a staff that, you know, can shoot life, lightning bolts that he borrowed from Zeus. It's, it's not that. It's a level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, it is the source of all creation. And if you want to give it a persona, fine. But the one thing that, that I try to explain to people, and I think it was in your book, you said that, that um, God didn't create man in his image. We created God in our image. Yeah, you can always tell when God is created in your image when God hates all the same people you do. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you know that there's, that's a red flag. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and as the Hindus say, nady nady, not this, not that, that whatever definition you or I or anybody give of God, it's not that, because on some level, the finite can never comprehend the infinite. Having said that, what we can say for sure is it's almost as if I go down to the beach and go to the ocean and put some water from the ocean in a glass, and I bring the water home. And that water begins to think that just because it's in the glass, that it's no longer part of the ocean. Mm-hmm. That would be absurd, okay? Because because it's, that's its source. It, it comes in a different form. So when teachers talk about the kingdom of heaven is within you, or uh, talking about transforming your consciousness, or Buddha said that don't believe anything, even that I tell you, go and, and experience it for yourself. But to go inside. 
what we're saying is is that what's all encompassing can have no opposite. People say that there's a the only two emotions are love and fear. Okay, it's a, it's some, in the course talks about that. A lot of uh, uh, spiritual teachers teachers talk about that, and I agree. But on one level, what is all encompassing can have no opposite. Either love is love or it's not. Uh, if you don't like the word God, then put the word love there. But mm-hmm. go, either God is God or God is not. It, it, what is all encompassing has no opposite. Now we forget that because of the human ego. And the ego is always going to tell us there's not enough sex to go around. There's not enough money to go around. There's not enough codependence to go around. <laughs> there's not enough. And, and, and so it, the ego is always coming from this insatiable scarcity. God consciousness, obviously, with Ernest Holmes and some other people that we'll probably talk about later on, um, reminds us that all our needs are taken care of. If we only change our minds uh-huh. and when you're in fear, it's not about not being afraid. It's not courage is not uh, the absence of fear. Courage is moving on despite the fear. But when we find ourselves getting anxious about anything, if we can learn to train our minds that, um, wait a minute, this is not real, that this is fear. And I need to, to, to get a grip here. And as Wayne Dyer says, uh, if we change the way we look at things, mm-hmm. the things we look at begin to change. And, sure. and, and, and it's, it's about not focusing on if I, if I need more money. You and I were talking about that. I was complaining to you just the other day about I need more money, which I do. Um, not that I need a lot of money, but I'm in a situation where I need some more income. But I, if I, I can't focus on the lack, if I'm going to create this income, I have to focus on abundance. Yeah, and you know, I, I tell I tell people all the time that that you know, if you're if if you say a prayer and you ask for money, and then you go about your daily life, and all you're doing is complaining about lack thereof. We we are electromagnetic beings. We radiate an energy. We radiate an energy field, and on that field. Our, our feelings, our emotions, and, and things like that. And it, it's, it, we are like a magnet. And what we radiate is what we draw to us. Yes. Yes. So, so that, so that, you know, um, and, and I have found that, you know, I, I can, I can absolutely guarantee you that if you change your perspective, if you have a more positive outlook on life, everything falls into place. The only trouble is that that really goes against how we've been brought up so that so that, you know, you may have a handle on it for a day or two days or even a week. But that's that's a long time. And and, you know, it's it's something that that even those of us that understand the philosophy and try very hard to walk the talk, um, our, our feet are just as much clay as everybody else's. And we fall into the same the same um little little potholes that everybody else falls into but i will say that that in the last couple of years i i have in in numerous occasions caught myself and said wait a minute i've been down that road and i know it's a dead end so why don't i just back up a little bit and and sort of reorient my gps and try another direction because i know that one doesn't work 
Yeah, and for the listeners out there, again, I mean, I mean, I don't want to uh, uh, be misleading here. It, it can take time to train your mind. I mean, you can wake up every morning and say, I am blessed and highly favored, and life is kicking you in the butt every day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, we're not just talking about positive thinking here. Uh, you, what you just expressed was very important. It's a universal law, cause and effect. Yeah. Uh, we are, as Buddha said, uh, everything we are is because of our minds. And so it may take a few years. It may take maybe some classes or some intense meditation to train yourself to do it. But you can do it because the universal law is that what you put out comes back. Okay? Yeah, and, 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 and the, the cool thing about that, and these universal laws, and there are a lot of them, um, and the cool thing is you can't break them. You can ignore them, but you can't break one of these universal laws. So it's not a, it's not a punishable offense, except that if you don't flow with them, they don't work for you. So, so in that aspect, I guess you, you can. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, if you want to look at punishment, as you say, it's not really punishment, but maybe the punishment is, you know, just the results of negative thinking. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so it's a boomerang. And and it's you know, we are we come into each lifetime and, and this is my philosophy, not Michael's, because I don't want to put my philosophy onto Michael, though he may agree with me. Um but but when a soul incarnates into this reality, it is totally aware, in my opinion. And and it is it is as aware as it will ever be in in the entire lifetime. It knows everything. The problem is it's in a physical body and it can't control the muscles or or utilize the speech yet. Or and so that there's there's great frustration. And as this child grows, parents, teachers, culture, the environment, the religion, all all of these people try to gift us with the knowledge that we need for survival according to them. And all of that information just shoves the the purity of the awareness of the spirit that we carry within further and further back into the higher consciousness. And basically the the journey to self-awareness that I talk about um, a lot of the time is the journey towards finding the bridge to that consciousness that was pure and totally aware when I incarnated and, and to get beyond what everybody who loved me deeply taught me that did not serve, that does not serve me at this point in time in my life. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you know, in Platonic thought, Plato tells us that all learning is remembering. That again, those answers are a clean slate, and so in some ways, you know, yeah, I mean, when you, you know, it, it's 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 a variation on a theme. Uh, you know, you come into the world, you incarnate. Uh, you're you're it's a you're a tabula rasa. You're a clean slate. Uh, we don't remember where we came from, but that's part of the game of life. Uh, to, to remember, but you know, souls are at different stages of evolution. There are young souls. Uh, infant souls, mature souls, uh, and old souls. And so each one 
is is depending on the life they had before is always evolving is always uh going up to a different level of awareness consciousness is just another word for awareness and we're all at different places on that journey i i may be a mature soul uh, uh, uh where am i going to learn from well I'm going to learn from old souls, but I'm going to learn from younger souls because they're going to test me. They're going to teach me acceptance. They're going to teach me patience, okay? And I have to remember that I was a young soul at once, at one time, and I was annoying, and I was thinking that the physical plane is is all that is. And so that's how we grow on this path of evolution, the, the, your, your, your love and compassion and forgiveness come in when you meet souls who are either on a different journey or are in a different stage of, that, of their own evolution. Because if you're around everybody that thinks the same way you do, you can't grow. That's true. That's true. And, you can't and- grow. And, and it's, yeah, I, I have so often heard people say, I just want to be with people that talk the same talk. And well, don't we all? Yes. <laughs> we all want that. But, but you know, the reality is you don't grow unless you're throwing philosophies back and forth and, and, you know, having aha moments and, yeah, that works for me or no, this I don't agree with. But, you know, it's, 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 it's an amazing experience and, you know, I just, I find myself so excited about life these days because there are so many amazing people out there that you can tune into, that you can connect to, that can, 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 you know, share insight with you. And in, in, in many ways, sometimes, um, throw your own words back at you and, and, um, you know, that happens to me quite frequently. And every now and then it's like, that's a good one. Where did you get that? And somebody will say, well, that you said that. And I said, well, it was, yeah, that, yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And for our listeners out there, again, we're not saying it's not good to be around like-minded people, of course. It's always, it's a joy. Uh, it makes life uh, more enriching. But you don't want to be lulled to sleep that I, I want to live in this place because then you'll never grow. And yeah. so it, it's about balance. Yeah, and today I would say that there are, there is a greater sense of people coming to an understanding that there is so much more. So that, so that there's so many, I mean, to be honest with you, when I started in in this field, um, if the people I worked with knew that I was into this particular kind of material, I could have lost my job. Yes. And, yes. and, and today, you know, it's really cool. Can I have a reading? So, you know, over, over the 50 year time frame, the consciousness of humanity has expanded tremendously. Oh, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, when I was talking about UFOs 25 years ago, um, you know, it was what? And, and, and I was very much in the closet about this, but UFOs in the Bible, I was more, I was closeted about my own experiences. And now, 25 years later, uh-huh. Uh, you know, it's 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 pretty much accepted conversation. It's very few people who will say, at least in, in my experience of late, what are you kidding me? Uh, you got shows like Ancient Aliens that have been on for what ten seasons now. That yeah. in itself shows you that there's a hunger for this material. Um, but but that's what happens. Consciousness changes, and the world changes one person at a time. 
But, you know, it's, it's really, if you go back several hundred years, uh, there was a time, and, and I am currently of the opinion that, that we created religions to control people, originally to control people and give them a structure, and then, and then religion became, um, something that it was, it wasn't, it was more control and, and threaten and fear. And, and so not, not all religions, but some. And some religions have evolved into huge corporate structures and they aren't, they aren't, ex- to me they aren't serving the purpose that once they did because people are so much more aware. Everyone can read now just about. Everybody is able to research and to question and to seek out information and the internet is just phenomenal. So that, so that we don't need people to teach us a belief system and, and, and in, impose upon us the rules, so to speak. I mean, religion to me is, is a matter of faith and love. And, and so you don't need to be in a church or in a particular religion in order to understand, you know, the, 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 the aspect of, of unconditional love in whatever form you want to express it. Yeah, and the Pope talked about it, and and uh, you don't have to be, and it's also okay to be. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's always the balance. Uh, you, you know, we, I forget who it was that said, you know, you don't want to say, I found the truth. may have been Cahil Gibran. You must say, I found a truth. Yes. Those people who are not inclined to uh, be in a, a structure on Sundays and or Fridays or Saturdays, as it is with the monotheistic religions, that's okay. And it's also okay for people who do. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's the thing to keep the ego out because it's easy. Just as more orthodox brothers and sisters will say, well, y'all don't get it because we go to church and you don't get it. Well, you know, those of us who may have a different structure, sometimes our ego creeps in there, too. And it's like, you don't get it. You don't need that church. No, I may not need it, but I want it. And mm-hmm. so you want to keep that kind of balanced because oh, the ego is very, yeah, the ego's very subtle. Well, and, and you know, there's so many, um, there, there are so many organizations, churches, synagogues, temples, whatever you want to call them, that that um, do provide a sense of family. And I know in, in the early days here in this country, uh, it was the church that held the community together. It was the church that, you know, just helped, gave everyone a sense of, of oneness, of one family. And and that did help people survive in a, in a, in a culture, in a place, in, a, in, in an environment that was actually very hostile to them. And, you know, they survived because they had that, that, that one thing together. Uh, my, my family goes back into the 1600s here in this country as Puritans, <laughs> which I laugh at now, but, um. Wow. Yeah, I, one of my, one of my relatives was con, not condemned, but was sanctioned by the, um, whatever the, the body of, of, of govern was then because he picked peas for his dinner on Sunday and that was working. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that, uh, and yeah. I think I, I have the paperwork of that, but, but it's, it's, I think people are getting to the point, at least a lot of them that I see that, that have, 
they haven't created their own religion. They just have, and, and it's not a religion. It's a spiritual philosophy. And, and I often will say to people, if you took uh, a religious person from a church here in this galaxy, from this planet, and put them onto another planet in another galaxy with another culture, with another life, with other life forms, the concept of, of Jesus or God or everything, they wouldn't have the same way of expressing um, a sense of oneness. It would be totally different. And, and I think one thing you said in your book was, which I, which I thought was great, was God is not a Christian. Right. God is not a Christian. You know, Gandhi wasn't a, uh, uh, you know, um, I mean, he was a Hindu, but his religion was love. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Jesus certainly wasn't a Christian, um, but, you know, religion is love. Uh, and, and so that transcends all all of that. Um, it's it's and I think what you're saying is and it's interesting because, you know, we hear so much about ISIS and these brothers are really out of touch and they want to go back to the 12th century and what have you. Uh, and at the same time, we forget that these are about 30 or 40,000 people. Uh, they probably would not fill up a football stadium on Sunday during NFL, regardless of what the media is saying. You know, right now, their numbers are pretty small, yeah. but we focus so much on them, which what terrorism wants you to focus on. But as you're saying, uh, you're saying something else. And, and I and I could concur. My experience has been that, that uh, more people are... Are, are, are opening up, but it's a consciousness shift. Yes, there's going to be people who are going to hold on to old ways for as long as they possibly can. But a new world is being born, and there are birth pangs and birth pains that come with that. But, you know, this Pope, how, how open he is. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, the, the consciousness that we're talking about now with the spiritual teachers that are out there. Uh, yourself included, myself included. And that's how the world changes, one person at a time. But it only changes when we change ourselves. And so God consciousness, using that uh, phrase, uh, affirmative prayer, metaphysics, these are some of the tools that we can, not the only tools, mm-hmm. but the tools that we can use on the path. Because after it's all said and done, you can read until you're blue and you can read A Course in Miracles. You can read the Bible. You can read all the spiritual books you want. But eventually, you're going to have to put it in practice when you're around that person who irritates you or when you're around, you know, yeah. uh, difficult people. That's when you can measure your evolution and your growth by how you interact Oh, with absolutely. other human beings. Yeah, you, know, you just reminded me of two um, short stories that were um, told to me a long time ago, and and it, I, I think I had been complaining that um, in in one of my moments of self pity um, that that while I while while I may have talked to thousands and tens of thousands of people, most probably, um, I I don't know. Sometimes, if if 
if the message has gotten through, if the seed has been planted, if if my my purpose had been served. And and she laughed at me and she said, "Well, there was a barnyard, and there was a little little chicken who was laying on its back in the middle of the barnyard, with its uh, feet." sticking straight up in the air and the roosters and the hens kind of looked around and they finally one of the roosters looked at him and said what are you doing and he said i heard the sky was going to fall and the rooster said it's not but if it were what do you think you can possibly do and the little chick looked up at him and said i do the best that i can do yeah and the other one is the starfish story. Are you familiar with that one? Yes, yes, yes. Great story. Um, two two people walking down down at low tide along the beach, and and um, one of them picked up a starfish that had that had kind of been stranded, and he fl- fling it, flung it back in the ocean. And there were thousands of starfish that had been stranded, and and the, his friend looked at him and said. You know, what difference do you think you can make with just one? And, and his friend said, I made a difference for that one. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, it, 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 it got me to the point where I, I started to realize that if I touch one person, I've done my job. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and two is, is, you know, heck, that's frosting on the cake. But, yeah. But it, it you know, you get to the to the point sometimes where um, we all have a purpose. We all have a calling. It's everyone's different, of course, but 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 there is a spiritual reason we're here on the earth plane at this particular point in time. And you know, we we touched on the spiritual laws, and you know, you mentioned the law of cause and effect, and that is certainly um, one of the more important ones that that. You know, everybody is sort of sort of aware of, but the big one is is the law of one, and you know that's that we all come from a singular source, that that we all are a family, and not just on this planet. It's yeah. it's a cosmic family. It's it's um, you know it, it, if indeed there are extraterrestrials out there, and and I do believe there are, and you certainly have had experience of them, yeah. that. That they they are they were created by the same source of creation that we were. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and yeah. it's a cosmic family or a universal family or whatever term applies to what is greater than whatever it is we know about. And um, it's it's a sense of we all come from the same source. There is only one source, creator, God, if you will. But to me, God just just seems like. You know, it just isn't enough. So universal source of all creation is, is I guess, where I go because that expands it even further for me. Yeah. Um, but, but everybody has their own word, their own, their own way of addressing that higher being. I know the, the Freemasons, um, certain, certain, um, certain of their ceremonies and certain of their, um, their, uh, Initiations, they have to, um, they have to admit that they believe, for some of them it has, they have to believe in a God and in others they have to believe in a higher being. Um, so that, so that we all do have that belief system. Even atheists, I do believe, 
they may not believe in a God, but they believe in a source. So, you know, we all, we all are, have something that we're reaching for beyond our own physical realm to sort of, um, reach for. But, you know, there, there are other, of course, there's, there's the law of attraction, which has been misquoted unbelievably all over the place, but, you know, the, uh, the secret did a good job of at least letting people know there was a law of attraction. So I guess we have to be happy with that one. Yeah, yeah. And there's also, you know, it's, I don't know how we, how, how to phrase it. It's also the, 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 the sensibility that we don't know everything. There's a, there's a, a story I used in the God Consciousness book on page 85. There are two stories. I'd like to share them if we had the time. They're very sure. brief. The first story is about a poor Chinese farmer who only had one broken down workhorse to help him do his work. And one day the horse got loose and ran away and his neighbors came around to offer their condolences on his bad luck. Yet the farmer would only say that good luck, bad luck. It's hard to say. A week later, the horse returned, bringing with it five young stallions. Again, the neighbors convened to empathize with the farmer, this time to share their delight at his good fortune. Still, the farmer simply said, good luck, bad luck. It's hard to say. The farmer's young nephew was working to tame the wild horses, and about a month later, the nephew fell and broke his leg. The neighbors came to commiserate, but still the old farmer would only reply, good luck, bad luck. It's, it's really hard to say. Two weeks after the accident, war was declared, and every able-bodied young man was conscripted. The old farmer's nephew was exempted because of the broken leg, so he was not involved in the battle, which every other young man in the village was killed. Good luck, bad luck. It's hard to say. Yeah. We, just, we just never know the designs. We think we do, but we really don't. And, and I think as... Um, as Aristotle, was it Plato who said that, you know, admitting that I don't know is the beginning of wisdom. Uh-huh. The second illustration is a bishop was on an ocean voyage, and he passed by a small island inhabited by three hermits. And the bishop asked for the opportunity to go meet this, these men, and it was arranged. And he spoke with the hermits, and he asked about the prayer they practiced. And they said, we pray as we always pray from the beginning of time. You are three, we are three, have mercy on us. The bishop was horrified. And he he was teaching them the proper way to pray, the Lord's Prayer, as taught in the Gospel of Matthew. It took nearly all day, but as the sun was setting, the hermit seemed to have the prayer pretty much memorized, and the bishop returned to his ship feeling, well, full of himself, actually. That evening... He awoke in the middle of the night, and he had he heard these sounds, these shouts on the deck. He went topside, and he saw a golden glow moving toward him across the water. And as it got closer, the bishop was amazed to see the three hermits running on top of the water. Reverend Father, they said, we're terribly sorry to trouble you, but soon after you left, we realized we couldn't remember the prayer you taught us today could you teach us again <laughs> and the prayer the bishop did return but this time he returned with a change in his consciousness he went to learn uh-huh. rather than to teach 
Wow, that's a great story. Yes. Yeah. It, it puts it in perspective that that sometimes we have to be open and and less so sure of ourselves. And I mean, this he's teaching them to pray, the correct prayer. And meanwhile, later that evening, they're running on the water to his boat. I, I think I'd rather be sitting with them oh, uh, gosh, and learning yeah. what they know. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. look at how you know when when um, when people started to populate this country when they when they um, came over here, just the, the the explorers first, and then the colonists. They they felt that they had to educate the the primitive natives, and that they had to teach them Christianity. And the reality is that the natives probably had a greater spiritual sense of self and, and environment themselves. And, and had they bothered to learn from the Indians, there, there might have been a whole different country here. Instead yeah. of trying to impose one belief system upon another, uh, a blending and sharing, which would have made a greater sense of, of religious um, uh, experience possible for everyone yeah yeah and 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 that's one of the i think for those listeners um it's 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 one of the one of the guideposts on the spiritual path is learning to um develop compassion mm-hmm. uh uh, some people use it interchangeably. The Dalai Lama talks about compassion. Uh, I, I'm, I, I use it interchangeably. Love, compassion, call it what you will. But those are some of the things that, that's one of the things that we learn, that there is such a thing as mercy. There is such a thing as forgiveness. Um, uh, forgiveness is for you, not so much for the other person, so that you can go on and live your life without having baggage. And it's a very difficult uh, uh, consciousness at times, so, especially when you've been wronged. I mean, sometimes life, you, you are wrong, you've been wronged, and you don't get that apology. Uh-huh. Uh, you don't get uh, what you may sen- sense as a sense of justice. And you can tell how strong you are. Uh, when sometimes you just have to go on without it, uh, that, that, you know, you move on without it. You can be right, but there comes a time when you have to say, do I want to be right or do I want to be at peace? Yeah. And that's a difficult one, but, but, but the compassion, forgiveness, those are some of the tools that you learn when you're on this inner journey, you want to make sure we keep out who the character from Star Wars Yoda says, you must train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose, because it's not that detachment uh, is not that you should own, not own anything. It's that nothing should own you. And right. that's very hard. That can be a relationship. It can be the love of money or sex or whatever it is that we find ourselves too much attached to um, yeah. I, that, I had, that we have I, to work through that. I had a ring a long time ago, and I, I, I must have worn it for 25 or 30 years, and it was just a simple plain band, and on it I had engraved on the outside, and this too shall pass. 
Yes. And yes. no matter how bad it is, it will pass. No matter how good it is, it will pass. That yes. there is, we are we are in a, on a cosmic journey. We're on a a passage here, and 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 there will be times when things are difficult, but they will pass. Yes. They, yes. They don't, and and with the economic situation that we have in the in the world today. Um, Sometimes things do get very difficult, and it's very hard to 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 not be angry, to not be you know discouraged. And and the reality here is that that the things that that are the the most valuable in life do not cost money. And and it it to to equate everything to a dollar sign in in many ways just limits. The, the richness that you can have within your life. There is not a price on laughter. Laughter is something that is free and it raises the, the energetic and the energy and it helps to create uh, a magnetism that draws other people to you. And, and I'm not saying that you're just laughing at anything for the sheer heck of it, but, but a pure joyful laughter will help you to dispel um, any sort of inner darkness that you have and and allow the light to begin to work within your reality it's 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 really hard there are times when you just can't see it but that's part of the human experience i i think i hear you talking a bit about gratitude and some of the time uh to get the focus off oneself one can do volunteer work one can do things just to get out of um you know this kind of uh, focus on the self, but you know, one of a practice that listeners can use uh, on your spiritual journey is at the end of the day, and in the or in the morning or both, you know, just take the time to write down what you're thankful for. Um, you know, you may not have all the financial resources you need just yet, but maybe you have your health. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have some good friends in your life. Maybe you have a, a loving partner or at least some companionship. The point being, um, in any spiritual path, for any spiritual path, is to have an attitude of gratitude. That what you do have, you're thankful for. Mm-hmm. And that opens one's consciousness up to... Um, for more to come in for greater abundance because abundance is not necessarily money. Money is part of it. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's just health. It's, it's, it's a sense of, uh, you know, I can do, I have enough food. Uh, mm-hmm. I have enough, I have the things that I need. I have some shelter. I have clothing. I have people that care about me. And during those times when it does seem dim, if you can kind of remember, um, as you talked about, Barb, impermanence, this is what the Buddhists talk about, that not, not only will the so-called good, and I put that in quotations, but even the not-so-good will pass, that things come and go. But if, I'm, if I can focus on and be grateful for what I have, I'm putting out a different consciousness so that more can come in. Yeah, absolutely, and, and we... You know, I spoke of it earlier. That is, there is that energy that we radiate, and it's there's there's that that element of the the law of reflection that, that you know we draw to us what we are, and 
and and so it it gives you a wonderful you see a reflection of what it is you're sending out by the things that you bring into your life and and do understand also that that to change that is something as as you said Michael it takes time it takes effort it takes working on things and um, you know, as we we're, we're coming close to the end of our first hour here, so I don't want to jump into the um, your your thirty day journey uh, to achieve God centered thinking, but but I do want to go into it next next hour because um, the 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 aspects of you you can have a perfectly lovely life and not have anything spiritual going on in it, and it's but. And, and lots of people do, and they don't even realize it's one-dimensional. But if you are pulling from your own, from from that which is inside of you, the wisdom that you've carried throughout all of the ages that you've brought through, and by the way, Manly P. Hall's um, book on the, um, what is it, the something of the ages. The, um, the Wisdom of the Ages. The Wisdom of the Ages. That book is an amazing book. He goes into just about everything, and and it's almost like he downloaded from his own head. It's it's an amazing book. It's it's old. It was it was published in the 1800s, but it is a wonderful collection of amazing information. And and he goes into who was Shakespeare, and he goes into all sorts of things. But there's material on Atlantis. There's a, uh, material on um, just about anything that you can imagine of a spiritual nature and it's really an amazing book to read but I digress um, but but it's, it's a sense of the the richer you want if you want your life to be richer it it's it's up to you to do it and and it's how you perceive things I know um, lots of times I've had situations where um, with people where um, it wasn't it wasn't exactly blissful However, in retrospect, I look back and I find that, 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 my goodness, I learned, I learned something so amazing from that experience. Now, I'm, I'm not, I'm not evolved enough that I wrote thank you letters, but, um, you know, it, 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 while it was not pleasant going through and it may have taken a year or longer to get through the experience, I grew so much. I learned so much about myself and it, it, it brought a greater vibrancy to my understanding of life and the journey and, and, you know, where I'm aiming at so that, so that as miserable as I might have been, as awful as it might have seemed, it taught me something so positive and wonderful about myself that it, that it made me a better person. And like I said, I have not yet written a thank you letter to any of those people, but, um, you know, maybe in another 30 or 40 years, I'll, I'll get to the point that I write them, <laughs> but, but uh, or maybe next life. But but there is an amazing richness to understanding. You have total control. You truly have total control as to how you look at a situation. You know, and and, and that that means that that you can change your attitude and you can have a lighter understanding of life itself and and you can bring greater joy and love and and abundance into your life and it doesn't matter how much money you have it's certainly i don't want anybody to think that poverty is great because you know it's not but but how you perceive it changes everything 
still there? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I was, I was listening to you. Um, I wanted to uh, – well, I know we'll go into it after the second hour. I just want to bring people, um, you know, again, because we want to give you some tools. Yeah. And, uh, I, um, and one of the tools – is that I found helpful is to develop some quiet time to mm-hmm. set aside some quiet time. You can meditate, you can contemplate, but just a place and a time that you're consistent with and you get away from the noise and distractions of the world because um, then you can listen to your own inner voice and um The thing is about all this that we're talking about, these are more the fruits of the labor because we're asking you to become awake. This is what Buddha talked about. I'm awake. When we talk about spirituality, we're not talking about it's something you put a code. Because some people play act if they're spiritual. They can wear their crystals and all that, but they think it's, you know, you maybe we've met people who may not have been as genuine. Well, I do this and that. You know, the most spiritual people I know don't even talk about it. They just live it. You just feel it the integrity that they have but if you can carve out some time it'd be 10 minutes twice a day 10 minutes a day where you can be quiet where you can stare at a candle where you can just close your eyes because that's the that's where your consciousness changes because you're listening to you're listening to yourself you may be feeling tired you may be feeling fear you may not even know what you're feeling because in a world that's telling you i got to get it i got to get it i got to get it before they get it because if they get it they're going to take it from me you want to put that noise aside and just to be still and 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 there are many different ways to meditate we can talk about that you can do self-hypnosis, you know, the silver method. You can listen to Shakti Gawain. You can light a candle. You can even put some music on in the background. But what is key to any type of, of, of work is that you find the quiet. And you'll find that after a while, your body will start, and your mind and your spirit will start to crave it. It will tell you, Michael, you've been running, man. I need to just, can we just chill? Can we just can we just sit down, do it at dusk, you know? You know, in church we call it vespers. Sometimes we have a vesper service when the sun's going down. But it's just a time you can do it early in the morning, which I find is always good when you first wake up, or in the evening before you retire. Quiet time is the key. We'll be back in about three three to five minutes, everybody. the necessary information to assist you in confidently living through just about any survival situation. Is survival and gardening, off-grid living, 
medical knowledge, or even natural or man-made EMPs on your list of personal concerns? Do you have your documents and your personal information in a safe place in your hands where you know where it is? Well, check out our preloaded EMP-proof thumb drive. Over 3 gigs of survival documents and how-tos, plus the USDA offline food preservation website, and much, much more, including a surprise bonus we just can't tell you about here. With plenty of room left over to store your most important documents. Imagine if a mega virus or a computer failure took out your bank, or all the banks for that matter. Are your banking records safe in your hands so when they get things fixed and repaired, you can say, hey, look, this is what I had. You have it. I want it back. Is your personal data safe? Family records, addresses, phone numbers? Well, squeeze on over to freedomslips.com. Yes, that's www.freedomslips.com. Click the banner on the homepage for the EMP proof bullet drive to get the full scoop of everything that we offer. So, folks, keep your data safe for your peace of mind. Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. You don't need to expect us, we're already here. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. On the go? Still want to listen? Don't have one of those fancy phones with too many buttons. Don't know what an app is? Or you don't even care? Well, we got you here at Revolution Radio. Now you can dial in 24-7 to listen to our shows. We have a number for Studio A and Studio B. And best of all, it's free. Don't forget, your carrier charges for your cell phone provider may apply, though. So check with your cell provider to make sure. So ready? Here you go. Get a pen. Here's the number. Studio A is 712-432-6958. And Studio B is 716-748-0112. Thank you very much for listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station in the world. to act as a sort of executive officer for the week. Yes. But all the decisions of that officer have to be ratified at a special bi-weekly meeting. Yes, I see. By a civil majority in the case of purely internal affairs. Be quiet. But by a two-thirds majority in the case of more Be quiet. I order you to be quiet. Look, you stupid bastard. You've got no arms left. Yes, I have. Look. It's just a flesh wound. I don't believe I'm in such a display of courage, skill, nerve, grace, and stupidity. I'll do you for that. What? Come here. What are you going to do? Bleed on me? I'm invincible. You're a loony. The Black Knight always triumphs. Roundtable Live, Monday through Friday, 1 a.m. till 4 a.m. Eastern Time. Bring your mind, bring your ideas, bring your voice. King Arthur had nothing on us. Hey, Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host. 
And this is Nightlight. Thank you for tuning in to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. Please help endorse our efforts and airtime by visiting the station support page and making a donation from station owner to all levels of management, the entire production crew, and every host. We all work without compensation of any kind, except, of course, for the joy of being a part of a very unique and special station, one that supports a true sense of freedom. Any donation, even a small one, is greatly appreciated and keeps freedom ever-present out there for those who seek independent thought and new paradigms and philosophies. Okay, Michael. Um, Michael's second book, that we're and, and, and I recommend both of these books highly. They aren't on my website yet, but they will be, and, um, and the link to where you can get them. Because uh, I think these two books are wonderful companion books. And the second book is called God Consciousness, A 30-Day Journey to Achieve God-Centered Thinking. Um, the way you have formulated this is spectacular. You've oh, taken, thank you, you thank have you. taken, um, you know, different aspects of life and you have, you have given them I would call it a spiritual vignette, you know, a, a short paragraph or two explaining concepts like um, seek and believe only what is true for you. Uh, you have the knowledge within you, peace of mind, optimism, prayer, emotional maturity. I mean, there, there are 30 different topics that you approach here and you, you give an explanation of it. You give, um, further explanations of how to incorporate it into your life. You give aff- affirmations. Um, you make it so simple. You give them a thought a day to to work on, to incorporate into their being, to to add greater richness to their life. I, I, it's it's a beautiful way of of giving people little baby steps. It's baby steps and. The, the 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 truth about evolution and spiritual maturity and and everything is that it is so simple people don't believe that it's true yeah it's it, it it's both and i think i think it's simple and very difficult because we we, we get caught up in distractions and i was a little i was running on before the break but that it is so crucial that we give ourselves time for silence. Um, there's a, a a Bible verse that says, "Be still and know that I am God." If if we are looking at even Jesus, uh, you know, he spent a lot of time in the mountains alone. We're not told what he was doing there, but we know that he spent a lot of time alone. He had to to get away from the crowds. We have uh, Gautama, the Buddha, uh, meditating, getting away from the distractions of the day. And so this is crucial to any type of spiritual growth. And you can always find when you're very busy, this is what I liked about the Course, even though I have a, I don't hate anything, but I have a love whatever relationship with the Course because of the language. And it says the language is just a tool, It's you know, uh, but my point is, is that I give a, and I got that idea from the course, I give a um, a lesson a day 
with an affirmation. And you can tell when you're not taking enough time for yourself when either you don't do the affirmation or you don't repeat it to yourself during the day. Uh, and they're not long. They're a sentence. But that will give you a clue as to, hey, I, I'm so caught up in whatever's going on, work, you know, my girlfriend, my family, whatever it is, that I didn't take this time for myself. I forgot this affirmation. Uh -huh. um, and so, you know, that gives one a clue. Remember, we're being aware. I, I'm one of those people, so I want to be fair to the listeners. I don't believe in a separation of what's spiritual and what isn't. Um, I think that all of life is a journey that is spiritual. I don't, I don't compartmentalize. But what I will say is that when I'm talking about that, because spiritual has a lot of baggage too, what does that mean? Is this some type of mystical woo-woo? It just means that I'm aware. It means I'm in the moment. It means I walk out and I notice the daffodils, the color of them. I notice the sun the brightness or how it feels on my skin or when it's getting cool, the breeze. It means that I'm aware. That's all we're talking about here. Uh, people may call it consciousness. Whatever it is, consciousness is just a fancy word for saying, I'm aware. Uh -huh. I, 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 I take notice of the so-called little things, the smile as you walk down the street that the person gives you. Um, I notice that I'm scared right now or, or I'm feeling a little angry right now. Maybe someone said something to me. That's all we're talking about. We're not talking about levitating. Uh, we're not talking about shooting rays out of your hand. Maybe that may come later as, as a yeah, school. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't but, notice that here in these 30 uh, Yeah, yeah, but, but I just want people, because there's a lot of mystery, and people get, uh, well, I don't even know what that means. And, and, of course, because it means different things to different people. But anything that makes you more aware, makes you more compassionate, makes you more forgiving, um, makes you look at yourself with more compassion or forgiveness. This is this is the path that we're talking about. How to become an authentic human being, accepting oneself, warts and all. That's that's at least that's what I mean mm -hmm. uh, when I'm talking about it. Because a lot of people can say, I don't have a clue what that what what is going on, and it's just about being human. Yeah, and and. It's, it comes so naturally to us as humans um, that, that, I mean, if you look at children, I mean, they have the answers. They don't hate anybody. They, they, they are very loving children. I mean, look at uh, Down syndrome children. I taught school for 25 years, and I taught special education. And I, I, I came to the opinion very rapidly that, that while, while Down syndrome children were challenged there's no doubt about it but but they come from the deepest place of love i have ever seen in my entire life and down syndrome um for those uh i mean you, you've seen down syndrome kids but they have an extra chromosome that isn't paired and i firmly believe that down syndrome children are, are a half step in evolution that that had that extra chromosome been paired, they, they, they would be, you know, brilliant beyond belief. But, but what they are is absolute love. 
there, there isn't a mean bone in their body. There truly isn't. At, at least in, in all of my years of teaching, I never found a, a Down syndrome child that was, that was mean or mean spirited at all. And it's, it's a sense here of, of being able to, to understand that, that you have all the answers inside of you. They're all there. It's a matter of listening and, and absolutely I, I don't meditate as meditation, but, but I garden and I become one with nature and I lose myself within that, the element of doing that work or I, I become so involved in something that my consciousness, my, my, my critical thinking mind is no longer there and spirit is there and suddenly inspiration is there and, and you said in the last show that the prayer was said to be speaking and meditation was meant to be listening and and when you're in that kind of an energetic you truly are able to listen and that's and and it isn't that you're necessarily going to hear a big booming voice saying thou art this but you will you will you will be inspired. You will have flashes of, of insight that that you know you just wouldn't have had in in, in the normal day to day mode, and that's that's when you're really connected to that aspect of yourself that's connected to the Creator. Yeah, and you brought up a good point. I mean, in the Buddhist talk about this, you could be washing dishes and being meditative about it because it's where your focus is. Uh, you're not thinking about uh, the next thing you're going to do or what you didn't do yesterday. You're just focusing on the task at hand, gardening, washing dishes, uh, you know, going for a meditative walk. Uh, these are all things to train your spirit to train your consciousness. Um, it's it's it, you don't have to, but if you can develop some type of prayer life, um, again, uh, it's been said that prayer is talking to creation, to all that is, and meditation is listening. However, you want to um, interpret that, whatever it means for you, I suggest. I was raised, like perhaps many people can resonate, that my prayer life was to be about asking for something. Uh, and in some ways it was pleading. Dear God, please give me this. Dear God, please give me that. Um, what I learned through metaphysics and specifically unity or science of mind was affirmative prayer where I would ask uh Instead of asking for what I want, I affirmed what I want. Uh, I'll, um, here's a, an example. Um, know, uh, knowing, believing, recognizing, and, and accepting that there is one life. That life is sometimes called God. That life is perfect, whole, and complete. And my life and that life are one. Anything that rebukes that, that refutes that, is now banished, it is dissolved, and I come back to there's one life. That life is God. That life is perfect, whole, and complete. And that life is my life now. So if more money is needed, more money will be there. If more love is needed, more love will be there. If more forgiveness is needed, more forgiveness will be there, et cetera, et cetera. You use your own words, but I'm focusing on what I want. Mm 
as opposed to what I don't want. And I'm not begging or cajoling or pleading. When when you look in the Bible, when Jesus feeds the five thousands, what does he does? What does he do? He gives thanks. Uh, and, and he says, uh, uh, he talks to his father. I know you hear me always. He's not saying, look, dear father, I need, I need to feed these folk. You know, I need, I need some fish and some th- bread here. I know that you hear me always. I know you hear me. And that means I know this prayer is going to be answered. And then he asked for what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And that's a formula that we can use. Now, you can use another one if you're Hindu, Muslim, whatever it is. But it's a very different attitude than begging, than imploring, than pleading. And so you have a different mindset about it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, when, when you speak of prayer, um, people immediately think of, you know, on the knees or, or, or whatever, or, or, you know, shutting your eyes and talking to God. Um, but, but prayer takes lots of different forms. And um, sometimes a piece of artwork is a prayer because the person creating it has been in that, that zone of, of just allowing the spirit to move through them, um, not taking over their body, but, 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 Allowing the, the, the flow of that, that universal energy to flow through them and, and create, um, a painting that speak, we've all seen it. Um, sometimes there are, it, it's a piece of music. Um, you, you can usually tell, you know, if, if, uh, a, a person playing an instrument is a technician or an artist and, and, the technician is getting everything absolutely perfect, but there's no heart to it. And an artist will allow the music to speak through them, and there's a richness there that that, that takes your breath away. So that so that there are lots of different ways of sharing your love or opening yourself up to the inspiration and the love that that can come through to you if you are putting your ego aside and being open to receive and and i think that's that's maybe one of the hardest things that that um that i have had to deal with over over the years that i've been in this field is is that you know the ego should should you know sit in the back pew or or should mm-hmm. go to lunch or, or whatever to to give me a chance to commune with that 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 link that I have inside of me with the Creator, and without without taking on airs with you know and 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 for me personally, um, there is um, a familiarity. It's not it's not a reverence, so to speak, but there is a familiarity that this is a part of me, and I welcome it into my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I have um I have the past maybe year and a half I've actually gotten back into uh what I learned in childhood I actually do uh every day pray on my knees mm-hmm. usually when I get up in the morning um and uh uh you know I pray when I'm in and and doing a service I'm standing up I'm in the pulpit but there's something for me about it's almost like with islam you know being meaning surrender mm-hmm. um there's something about that when i just put all things aside and let me 
just do that. But again, as you said, it's it's whatever's going to float your boat. But um, you know, it, and there are many ways to do it. Uh, I, I I just was thinking specifically about it. You know, just getting thinking outside the box. But those two things, a prayer life, um, and that can whatever that means to our listeners. Um, and and a meditative life where you you just set time aside for you. You're worth it. Mm-hmm. You're worth it. You're worth the the, the 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 twenty minutes a day or whatever it is. You're worth it. And uh, you would do it, you know, to help someone else. So why not do it for yourself? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. you know, it's um, but but you know, it's and and then I, I I we're not you know suggesting that that that. Everybody finds their own way, their own yes. method. There, yes. it, it's, yes. it's really important that 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 you understand that what whatever works for you, whether it's a form of meditation or or prayer or whatever, there's a sense of of listening to what's coming from inside of you, as opposed to making it your monologue to some some consciousness being person entity. But, but there's a sense of giving yourself the time to receive as well. Yes. Yes. And, and I also, um, as I stated, well, in both books, but I also like affirmations. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to be um, elaborate. Uh, they don't have to be, you know, these uh, very long, eloquent uh, treatises. But things like... I am loved. I accept my life. Mm-hmm. I am connected to the one. My life is a wonderful gift. I'm, I'm creative. I'm worthy. Now that's a big one because oh, we've yeah. been taught for so long by organized religion that we're not worthy. And people, in my experience, do not rise to low expectations. <laughs> I am prosperous. I am grateful. You know, you can make up your own. Uh, I am peaceful and serene. All is in divine order. I am reborn. I embrace the new. Whatever it is. And you hold on to that. And maybe you repeat it several times a day. Or when there's a challenge uh, at, in the workplace. You know, I am, I am calm and serene. And after a while, you will be that. Oh, yeah. you're, just, you're just changing your thought patterns. You're looking at the negative and you're saying, not today, not mm-hmm. today. And uh, I find that now some people don't like affirmations, and that's okay. And you don't know what you like until you try it. But uh, those things, because what we're doing is reprogramming yeah. your thoughts, because thoughts are things. They are part. They are energy. Uh-huh. They they are things, and so uh, you want to be able to to monitor them, monitor those thoughts to a degree to create the world, the life that you want. You have you have that. You we are co-creators with God. We are co-creators with the universe. We are co-creators with all that is. We're not victims. Uh-huh. We may have been victimized. But we're not victims. And so, um, you know, in Isaiah, it says, I, uh, I, my, I speak the word and my words will not come back to me void. That means that words have power. 
The oh, yeah. Buddha talks about right speech, right livelihood, okay? Uh, you know, what's the right type of uh, work for me? But, but, but uh, I'm jumping ahead. But right speech, how words are powerful. The pen uh, may not be, may be mightier than the sword, but sometimes you can say things to someone and you could cut them as, as if you had the sharpest knife in your hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you can't take some things back. So our words are very powerful, the words we use in prayer. Uh, so th- these are ways. These are just tools. Uh, the book talks about more, but I'm trying to give you some, some specific uh, instructions, if you will, on how you can begin your journey. Begin today. Begin right now. Promise yourself. Uh, that, that I'm worth it and I'm going to begin this journey to, to look at the sunset tomorrow or if you're up before you go to work take the time if you've got a good view of this watch the sunrise the, the, you know be awake to the beauty that surrounds you the love that surrounds you this is what we're talking about when we use the word spiritual or being awake yeah and and i want to make i want to really point out the fact that that neither of us are are in any way shape or form plugging a religion no so that so that, that, that this is you know this is something that you do for yourself in your own time in your own way but but it it it, it it's not meant to be a religious um, practice. It's a spiritual practice, and there is a big difference because you're not following someone else's dogma. You're, you're, you're learning what your dogma is, and then you're following that truth that is within you that creates your own personal dogma. Yeah, and and if you happen to have a religion, and you can just this is just something you can add to it if you're not already doing it. I'm I I am an ordained clergy person. I am seminary trained, so naturally I'm going to use uh, biblical uh, mm-hmm. at least to an extent uh, suggestions. But we're, I've also mentioned the Dhammapada and the Buddha scriptures. I think what you'll find when you purchase the book God Consciousness is that there are. Um, Secular, if you will, even though I don't, like I say, I don't carve up my life into this is secular and this is sacred time. There are um, uh, quotes from Hindu saints, from uh, people, uh, from therapist John Bradshaw, quotes from Jesus, from Ralph Waldo Emerson, from mm-hmm. Ernest Holmes, from the uh, Bhagavad Gita, uh, from uh, obviously from the Bible, from the Quran. I mean, it's pretty a, it's pretty much pretty eclectic. Uh, are there quotes from Unitarian Universalist ministers? That's my denomination. So you get a little bit of everything. And, uh, you know, no, not promoting anything. But again, if you, I also want to quote out that there's nothing wrong with being religious. I mean, a lot of us who've been on a spiritual path, we, we're angry at religion, you know. But religion <laughs> means, uh, religion still means a lot to folks. And so Absolutely. don't, don't want to, don't want to knock that. If you have religion, this is just something you can add to it. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't want, um, yeah, you don't want them saying that we're forcing anything on them, but no, I yeah. I, I think they can hear that too. We've because we've been pretty eclectic in our <laughs> in our in our uh, in our in, in, in what we've been talking about. But definitely. Yeah, and and you mentioned um, 
I think before the break, um, the course. And, oh, and yes. He yes. was referring to the Course in Miracles. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is a wonderful book, and it's something that, um, and and this is another aspect of of this whole process that, a course in course in miracles are are, um, it's designed to to get a group of people together and just talk about the what's written in the book and it's wonderful material and uh, it's it's an amazing practice it it gets you to so that you are talking about. Spiritual concepts with with people that that possibly might not have talked about spiritual concepts ever before, and it gets it it helps to sort of break some of that programming that has been done to us by people who loved us, and um and, and yeah. it's to sort of break yeah and, and it is it is I just wanted to add it's it's not specifically designed for groups. You can do study courses on it. You can uh-huh. do study courses for my books, but it, it's it's actually um, it's spiritual psychotherapy. Uh, the people who uh, the woman Helen Shookman was an atheistic Jew, uh-huh. and uh, I forget the brother that she was with, but she she was channeling this. She 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 heard a voice that told her to write. And even before she died, she said, I, I know it's true, but I just don't believe it's true. Because from uh, from the, the the verses that she was given to write, and it's got a beautiful um, flow to it, but the person she says is Jesus, because there's talk about the crucifixion and what have you. But it is a spiritual psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. You can study it alone, or, or you can study it in groups. Um, uh, the, the, the wording though, and it says it's a required course. You take it whenever you want, but it does say not, try not to get, it's, it's very Christian in its language. It talks about the Holy Spirit and it's, uh, it's, it's very, you know, the God is referred to as he, but it does say that words, I, 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 words get in the way. So don't lose the meaning because of the words, and you may not be drawn to it. I have an on again, off again. The truths I find are profound, and it does bring me inner peace. Sometimes I wrestle with the words, so I put another word there, um, and you know, mentally, because mm-hmm. it's still written, um, God the Father. But again, if it's going to be channeled by Jesus. Or if you if you will adhere to that, then uh, Jesus referred to his father as father. But uh, what's 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 profound about it is that an atheist wrote this, uh-huh. and uh, it just came through her. So it's something to it's just one of many different genuine spiritual paths. Yeah, another you know while 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 we're mentioning a couple of things, um, another book that that is full of wonderful spiritual stuff is the Uranthia book. Yes, yes, I have that here. I think so many people have it. Yeah, the Urantia book, and it, it makes room for extraterrestrials. It talks about the hierarchy of angels. It talks about the missing years of Jesus uh, between twelve and thirty. Uh, it, 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 the gospel stories in it stick pretty much to what was put in the Bible. But, yeah, it's another one of those books that people form study groups around or you can read it individually. It's really a heavy-duty Oh, it's heavy-duty. 
Yeah. I mean, I got I have, lost. I, I got lost in the introduction the first three times I tried to read it. So, yes. yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. There are many paths, um, uh, and 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 you may find that when you meditate, your 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 intu your intuition may uh, become more enhanced. Um, uh, may, you may find some healing abilities. You and and just remember that these are tools. Mm-hmm. These are not the goals. Of the path, but they're part of the tools on the path, and so um, you know it's a whole journey. It's 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 the journey without distance, because yeah. you're going you're going inward. I've had I've had a number of people from time to time ask me, you know, how do I know if I'm on the right path? Mm-hmm. And and I, I the only the only answer I was able to give them was, are you happy and joyful with your life? Yeah, that's it. I think that's the only answer you can give. Is there a flow to your life? Yeah. Or is there kind of an effortlessness flow, effortless flow to it? Doesn't mean you don't have challenges, uh, but you flow with it. And I think that's the best answer you can give, Barb. But you're, but, 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 but what you've been emphasizing, and it's so crucial, Barbara, is what, what I hear you saying is you, you, you'll learn to trust your own experience Mm -hmm. and that's scary to people because uh, sometimes you want to get affirmations from other people and you will along the way many of you may be getting affirmation tonight listening to us but remember it's going to feel weird because if you're coming from uh, a space where you're used to giving your power to the priest or the minister or the rabbi or the imam not saying that that's wrong but you also can learn to trust yourself yeah, and and I I think that uh, that's a big step. It's yes. a big step for anybody, and yes. to to suddenly, you know, step back. And and it's not a matter of being full of yourself when you say, okay, if I if I have the answers inside of me, then then you know, let me wrestle with this a little bit. And and every now and then there are situations that 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 will arise where you 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 kind of look at them and think. Darn, I was awfully ambitious before I came back this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's not, yeah, like you said, it's not that you're being blasphemous or what have you, but remember, you come from the source. So that same source is inside of you. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's all we're saying here. The same source that created us, that, that, that created this consciousness, this energy, you're a part of it. And so you don't always have to go outside yourself. If you take the time to be still, you'd be surprised what bubbles up. Yeah, that's so true. Um, and 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 those inspirations come at strange and wonderful times. I know. Um, I, I taught my granddaughter to knit um, last year, and she she was eight years old. And uh, my my son and daughter in law are um, fundamental Christians, mm-hmm. so. What I do is is not exactly dinner table conversation, yes. but but yes. but after after she got the fundamentals down, I I said to her, okay, so now I'm going to teach you how to put magic into it, and I could I could feel them, you know, all of a sudden, you know, beginning to get very uptight and wondering what I was going to tell this eight year old, and and you know, all I could think of was. 
they, they can't possibly believe I'm going to go into meditation and stuff. And, and yeah. I just looked at her and I said, whenever you're working on something like this, it's really important that you think happy, loving thoughts because those will go into whatever it is you're doing. And when you give it to someone or someone else touches it, they will feel the love that you put into it and it will make them smile. Yes. And yes. she just looked at my, my granddaughter looked at me and said, really? And I said, really? And she looked at my son and she said, is that true? And he just shook his head. He said, yeah. It is true. <laughs> yeah, because because what we're talking about is, is healing. Yeah. We're talking about a form of healing because that's where all this is going to, to heal whatever wounds you have. And there's a difference between healing and cure. I was a chaplain in a hospital, and uh, there were people who were healed and went on to life after life or died if that's a better term for you. And there were people who were cured, but they would come right back in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. because it was all a matter of their consciousness. Um, and so um, this journey is a journey to more love. It's a journey to healing. It's a journey to forgiveness. Uh, it's a journey on how to be a more authentic uh, human being. Yes, this is what we're talking about. And it changes your life totally. Um, I, I had, um, oh gosh, a gazillion years ago, um, I had the, um, the, the, the honor of, of being around a lady who was a faith healer. She, she sang and she, she was a fun, she was a charismatic healer. And, um, she would, she would, she would whip the energy in the room up with singing and clapping and, you know, and, and everything. And, and then she would have people come forward as there was the singing continued and she would lay her hands on and people would go down like go boom, go boom, go boom, go boom. And when you talk to people afterwards, um, they, they, they said they could feel the energy. They could feel the change in their system and, and for a few days, they, their, their life had changed dramatically, but then it, they, they, they would say to me, it wore off. And I, I would, I would say back, well, did you change your life any to, to help to keep it there? I mean, it, it's sort of like when you're trying to train a muscle, it's the repetition. It's, it's the, it's the repetition that makes the muscle stronger and, and, and kind of trains it to do what it's supposed to do and if if you have a moment of a, a blast of enlightenment if you will and and you don't change your life any you'll fall back in that old pattern yeah yeah and 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 want to be really clear here with listeners um want to be clear uh people you know things happen people get cancer People die. People get uh, they they become ill. And want to be very clear here because that's been a critique. We're not saying that people are giving themselves these illnesses. Uh, we don't want to blame the victim, as it were. Um, there is data that does suggest that the level of consciousness where we are can attribute to. Uh, our dis-ease, if you will. 
But just want to be real clear here that we're not blaming people, giving them, it's your fault you're sick. It's your fault you're not getting well. What, what, what I am saying is that you have the power to influence to certain degrees your, your, your physical Mm-hmm. outlook your mental outlook that's that's what i'm saying here don't want to be blaming you or your loved ones if you're sitting here listening to this and you're saying well i have faith and i do all the things right and uh i'm still sitting here metastasized cancer yes mm-hmm. we pray for you we keep you we're not saying you gave yourself that we are trying to say some of the tools that we're suggesting forgiveness noticing the good in life, um, forgiving yourself. We haven't touched on that, but forgiveness for others, but forgiving yourself. These things can help to um, give you a more healthy outlook and perhaps maybe even change your situation. But just wanted to be clear with that. Oh, yeah. No, it's, 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 it's how you perceive what's going on. Yes. Yes. And, and that's that's the big one. And and in that process, certainly people fo- faced with terminal conditions. Um, it, it it's hard to do that. And yet I, I've seen people who have who have had a quality of life right to the end, and and then those that have not. And and you know it it's it's not up to us to judge from. Because all we have is this lifetime as a frame of reference. Well, I think you I think you hit it on the head. We're not here to judge. We are not here to judge. I think that's that was that's the key. You know, what you just said, Barbara. We're all on a different path. We're all at different stages of our evolution. Um, and there's no right or wrong way. It's the way that's best for you. Mm-hmm. And, and I have found that every time that something has happened to me, um, of a positive or a not so positive, um, form, I, the minute that, that something starts to happen, I, I keep, I, I will say to myself, okay, so this, this is kind of icky, but, but, you know, there, there, there's a positive here. Let me find the positive because once I can find the positive, I can dissipate the other stuff. Yeah, and that's real. Another real important thing. This is more than just positive thinking. I'll just sing Kumbaya, and it will all be well. No, uh, uh, but if you change your thinking, you can change your life. Mm-hmm. And if you can find the good in any situation. Uh, it's a transformative experience. And it doesn't mean you deny what's happening to you. It's just that you know that that's not, that doesn't have to be the final outcome. Oh, oh yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm 72 years old and I've had times in my life when, um, it, it was just flat out awful. But, but looking back on it now, it, it helped to create the person I am today, and I like me. And yes. I, I wouldn't have changed not a thing. Um, well, maybe one or two things. But, but, but you know, for the most part, um, it got me to where I am today. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and you have to work to get there. I mean, some of you might be out there listening, going, "Yeah, well, that may work for you," but, <laughs> and that's fine because you you know it, it doesn't if it's not if you're not there. Like for me, my life is good, and I realize at fifty nine. Uh, years young. I'll be 59 in July. You know, my life is good and my needs are met. Now, that's easy to say when you're not in heartache, when you're not in pain, when you're not in despair. I realize that. I think what we're suggesting is it's easy for us to say, but this is where maybe we are in our lives. But if you can, maybe in your meditations, as you go through the trajectory of your life, to try to look at those things, those people, places, and things where, as Barbara said, you know, at the time, I thought that this is one of the worst things that had happened to me. But now perhaps, just perhaps, mm-hmm. and if you, you know, you know, if you can't right now, that's fine. You can look back and say, you know what, that was pivotal. I would not have been, that relationship was a drag and unhealthy, but I needed to go through that to be where I am today. That job was a mess. I couldn't wait to get out of it, but look at it. Those parents I was born with, maybe they were alcoholics. Uh, maybe they, you know, uh, they had other issues going on. And, you know, if you've had abuse issues or whatever, you don't want to do that because you, not unless you're working with a professional. Mm-hmm. But if you can look at that, you're your trauma, your traumata, mm-hmm. and look at that and say, I needed to go through alcoholic parents to do this today. I needed to go through that stint in that relationship because now that I've come out on, I needed to go through that divorce or that death of a loved one, painful though it was, so I came out on the other side. If you can see the lesson in it. Mm-hmm. It will serve you well, and that's what we mean about being on this journey. It's well, about being yeah. aware. And and gathering the philosophies is only the first step. It's actually living them that takes you the 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 you know that enables you to start that journey. Um, I three years ago, almost four years ago now, um, my husband passed away of, of cancer, and and. In his last days, he, we sat and we talked a lot about it and, and, um, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I was stunned as was he because we didn't expect it and he got the diagnosis in August and he passed away in October. So we didn't have a lot of time to process anything, but, but we were sitting here talking one evening and he said, now look, you, you can't fall to pieces and you can't go into a depression of any sort. And, you know, I kind of looked at him and I said, well, it's easy for you to say, you know, you're going on a journey. I'm stuck here. And and he said, no, no, you don't understand. If you don't take this well and, and, and use it as a teaching tool, you are an absolute hypocrite and you should get out of doing whatever it is you're doing. Mm-hmm. And he stunned me, but it was true. I believe that they go to another realm. I believe they go to the other side. I believe there's another dimension. So, so, well, yes, I felt very sorry for myself and, and, and I miss him terribly, but the reality is he's not gone. He's just not here. And, and so his words, his philosophies, his material is, he's still, 
he's still here. So that, so that it was like maybe four days after he had passed that I was already counseling other people on the loss of their spouses. And, and somebody said, you know, don't you think it's a little early? And I said, this is how I heal. This is, he's given me a frame of reference. He's given me, I can look at someone and say, I know how you feel. And they will know that I know. So that, so that it was, you know, I, I would, I, I, I would have him back in a second in a heartbeat if I could. But the reality is he gave me such written richness and such, um, such, such an amazing amount of, of understanding that I have, I have to walk my talk or, or no one will listen to me. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's thank you for sharing that story. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, sometimes the worst thing that happens can can be the impetus for uh, 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 another level of growth. Wanting people also to hear that it, you have to grieve. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you grieved, and you and you encourage people to do that. Uh, uh, and, and and grieving is a process. Uh, it can take. You know, the loss of a loved one, depending, it take two, three, three to five years uh, to, to be in a space. It, usually professionals say if you if it's five years and you're still in grieving for something, then you may want to talk to somebody. But just that's I just want people to hear that because a lot of people don't grieve. They don't know how to grieve. Mm-hmm. And or either they have people say, "Well, when are you going to get over that?" I mean, you've been you've been talking about that now for you, but uh, uh, you know, a divorce is a death, uh, and so usually you give yourself two, three, five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but knowing that that's a process uh, is also part of your growth, and it's yeah. a way of being gentle with yourself. Well, I think Michelangelo had the perfect. Um answer to the Pope who kept saying, when will it be done about the Sistine Chapel? Yes. And, and Michelangelo said, it'll be done when it's done. Yes. And, you know, it's, yes. it's, it's your time frame, not somebody else's. Yes, yes. So, so these are just, hopefully, I'm hoping the audience has, uh, I'm hoping that we could assist you with a little bit, you know, you can get my books on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles, mm-hmm. but hopefully what we've talked about uh, will give you some tools uh, yeah, and, and, his, and affirmation your, and confirmation. Your two books are just, um, I, I, I think they are the best fundamental starter well for they aren't they aren't even just for 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 beginners i i think that they hold a great deal of of material for someone who's been on the pathway for a long time um and it's the metaphysics of spiritual healing and the power of affirmative prayer and god consciousness a 30-day journey to um, achieve god-centered thinking and that book is fabulous i mean they both are and they're not long, heavy-duty reads. They're they're really they're very good, insightful books. They don't go into so much stuff that you you know have to get your reference book out and you know start looking at stuff like that. And Michael, just so in case um, I have your uh, your website has been you know posted in the chat room and stuff. But for anyone wanting to get a hold of you who's just listening to the archive, what is your website? 
Um, actually, they can. The website is michaeljscarter.com. I don't have all my books on that website, but you can contact me that way, or you can send an email to michaeljscarter at gmail.com. Uh, that's Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, initial J as in Jerry, S as in Sam, Carter at gmail.com. I, I, I do answer my emails, and um, you can you can try that way. You can try uh, the uh, website, but the only book posted there is The Extraterrestrials in the Holy Bible. Um, I, I, I don't know how to get my other books on there, so I'll have to get someone to help me. Uh, but you can go to my uh, I'm on Facebook, uh, Michael J. S. Carter. Uh, you can also go to uh, A New World If You Can Take It. Uh, that's my webpage on Facebook. But uh, this has been wonderful, Barbara. I, I, I enjoy I was looking forward to it today. I, I was telling myself, now you, do, you know, pace yourself because you have the, uh, you have your interview tonight. And, uh, <laughs> No, this is wonderful. This was wonderful. It's been a wonderful day. This has been a blessing. Well, you know, I find that that um, when when you you talk to somebody else and you're sharing ideas and philosophies and and other people are hopefully listening too, that that it's there, there's an energy there that that just sort of um, it it charges you and it, it it gives you it gives you energy and excitement because. Um, you know, you you you're you're sharing something that that is very important to you, and and putting it out there so other people can try it on, see if it fits. If it fits, wonderful. If it doesn't fit, then then you just try on a different sweater someplace. But yes. it's uh, I think the the most exciting part about this is that that your books give people a lot of options, a lot of direction, a lot of insight into into the journey that we talk about so so easily and and yet we don't describe it too much and i hope we we gave enough description tonight so people can sort of relate it to their own lives if this is a direction that they want to go in and i want to give a plug a shameless as it is is that uh for those listeners barbara delong is a very very gifted clairvoyant and uh, I, I, I know that for a fact. I had a reading uh, very recently, and um, I encourage you, if your spirit moves you, to contact her and to give it a try. Uh, <laughs> I, you will not be disappointed. Well, thank you very much. Yes. Uh, I had a lot of good material to work with. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you certainly did, but uh, very, very insightful. And uh and accurate, which is always a good thing. So um, I'm, I'm encouraging uh, the listeners to go beyond your comfort zone, if you will, and uh, try something new. Well, it's um, it, it's just another aspect of this field. And yeah. I think once people get on a spiritual journey, they find that they have gifts and talents that they never knew existed. Yes. And, and some of it, some of it, often turns into mediumship or clairvoyance or or their intuition becomes yeah. far more acute or or they say healing or any that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean healing energy. I mean there's so many once you become more actually it is a journey within and what happens is and and I guarantee this because I speak from experience and I know Michael does too. The more sensitive you become to yourself 
the more sensitive you become to other people as well. Yes, it, it definitely. It flows. But, but, but the place you have to start with is yourself. You, you have to really get that sensitivity of the self in there first because that's, that's, you open that door and magic happens. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's been said that silence is the language of God. Mm-hmm. And so I, whatever you do, if you get nothing out of these two hours, which I'm sure you did, <laughs> make some quiet time for yourself. Uh, uh, you, you know, just quiet time. Mm-hmm. You know, turn off your cell phone. Don't answer your hard line. Leave the Internet alone. You know, just for 10, 20 minutes a day uh, and and you'll get it. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, and and. You know, I, the, the, the 30 day journey to achieve God centered thinking, um, they're both amazing books. They really are. And, and, um, if you can try one on and not the other, I, I think they're, they're companion books. You really I, should. I, I agree. I agree, Barb. But thank you, Michael. Thank you. Pleasure. Have a good Tuesday. You too. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Good night, everybody. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. Thanks, Sean.